Cynic Empowerment. Last time on Cynic Empowerment. Give you the time of your life for five dollars. Suck your suck your little bug dick. Crikey. You're not doing the right thing. If someone wanted to say, take the beehives and put them in the back of a truck, would this be, say, difficult? Welcome, everybody. This is Cynic Empowerment. My name is Flimmy Bjorn. And I'm Tim Carpenter. Wait, <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> I did. Flimmy Bjorn? <laughs> Flimmy Bjorn. Hey, you're like uh, like Nordic today. Yeah, I'm, I'm Nordic. Okay, Inger, how do you Inger, like Inger. your socialized healthcare? Is it pretty cool? Uh, it is cool. Everyone likes mm. it, and we we're we all have healthcare, and it's really <laughs> nice. But what what about your like dental? Like that's really what I'm concerned with. It's, it's also nice. It's also okay. Well, it's I, was, nice. I was just double checking. Thanks for filling me in there, Flemmy Bjorn. And welcome, everyone, to Cynic Empowerment. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, man, Jimmy, there's a lot of sad stuff going on in the world. Uh, yeah. It's kind of difficult to focus on one thing in particular. It comes at you from all directions, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like tentacles and hentai, it's just, it's all over the place. It's like a hurricane <laughs> rampaging. All around you, and we're in the eye of the storm. That's right. Your uh, moment of solace is found here. We're gonna we're gonna whip them up and knock them down. <laughs> we're gonna try to show you guys some of the terrible things that are going on in this world in the immediate today. Maybe some that have recently happened. Some a little bit farther in the past. You know, killdozer esque kind of stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, then we're going to try to find uh, the silver lining to these, as we typically do. Uh, that way we don't leave you guys feeling too bad. Mm. Uh. Always look on the bright side of life. That's right? me, Mr. Sunshine yeah. over here. Oh, man. You know who that's from? You ever seen Life of Brian? Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic, man. I like Life of Brian. It's sacrilegious, but I highly recommend it to anyone out there. And even in the worst of situations, for example, you're getting crucified. Uh, there's still uh, an opportunity to look on the bright side of life. Yeah. If you if if you're so serious about anything that you can't you know watch something a little sacrilegious and make fun of something you 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 take so seriously, then maybe you should watch it twice. Maybe. Or maybe you should just like really dig your heels in and pretend that you're Superman. You know, maybe you could could put on a Make America Great Again hat. You could go have lunch with the president of the United States and you could talk about how your favorite superhero is Superman. (laughs) Hmm? That's already enough to hate somebody if it's just their favorite superhero is Superman, as we established, I think, in one of our earlier episodes damn yeah i hate superman like and if kanye west thinks he's superman that makes me like superman even less (laughs) which i didn't know was possible 
Yeah, I mean, I, I it doesn't make me hate makes hate Superman anymore because I couldn't hate Superman more. It just lower it just lowers my opinion of Kanye. If I'm going to be <laughs> honest, I already had such a high opinion of the guy. Yeah, you know, there's a long way to fall. Exactly. Mm. I yeah. So what Tim and I are referencing is uh, recently there was the, the uh, Oval Office lunch with the Presidente. Yeah. A working lunch, if you will, which is the most awkward way to put it because if they're having a working lunch, I saw no food. Yeah. And, and it was just Kanye talking, like <laughs> yeah. blabbing on about nothing in particular. It was like an hour-long monologue. It was good. Oh, my it's, God. Yeah. It was so good. Like, I wish, like, I... I I used to see things like that and get mad, be like, this guy's literally talking out of his ass. He's like, he's going from one concept and thought to the next with like no pauses or a reflection in between. But it's like the most like truest form of just like expression of self with like no restraints. It's just whatever comes to his brain immediately gets spouted out. Like, uh, the reference that Tim and I just had to Superman, Kanye literally said, he was like, you know, I like Hillary, I love all people, everybody's cool, but then I put this fucking hat on, and I felt like motherfucking Superman! And it's just like, what? Superman? My favorite Superman. You felt like Superman? Holy (laughs) shit! Wow. (laughs) Get me one of those fucking hats! Like, I don't fucking give a shit about Superman, but I know Superman has all the superpowers, Maybe oh. that's what I've been missing out on. I've been, like, not wearing these fucking red hats. If I would just put this hat on, I would have all the fucking abilities of Superman. Mm. You know like, what? Yeah. It, 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 it seems pretty nefarious. The way that all the, the president, the re- most recent presidential election went down and all of the uh, possible corruption behind it. But what if it was all just a ploy to sell Make America Great Again hats? Oh, it's like, just like. We like look behind it and like each of those hats is like I don't know thirty dollars for like a like a, the shittiest of shitty trucker hats. Yeah, like it just breaks in an instant. The little clap, like if you undo it one time, all the little knobbies on the back that you, oh. you snap them to just come all off. Yeah, oh, disgusting. And then the guy's just like rolling in the dough, right? Like he's like, why was I ever in uh like the real estate business when I could have just been in the shitty trucker hat business? Right. That's where the money's at. That's where. That's how you do it. That's so true. You just have to get enough Kanye's to to sit in on a working lunch while you like you kind of grimace at them and tilt your head to the oh side my and God. Like nod once every five seconds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think there's some danger in like making fun of people and how they look, but at the same time, <laughs> like Trump was just basically doing a perfect imitation of a pug just tilting his head <laughs> and then going back and then tilting his head and i love pugs yeah so by virtue i love trump now okay uh well this is the end of cynic empowerment uh it has been a good run make trump pug again <laughs> uh yeah i okay so i've caught myself actually um like starting to like kind of give people the evil eye when I see the make America great again, even in like just in general, like it could be like a, a joke, make America pug again on the front of their hat. Oh yeah. But as soon as you see the red and white letters, you're just, yeah. 
It's so recognizable yeah. now. Yeah. Like, gosh, that he's a marketing genius. He oh, just yeah. He knows how to sell crap. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, that's a, his entire career is selling crap, going bankrupt from selling crap, somehow using the bankruptcy to make more money, and then selling crap yeah. again. It's like this cycle. And, you know, who am I to judge? If you're able to do it, you know, good for you. Like, life's a game. You just got to roll those fucking dice. And if you're willing to go balls to the fucking wall selling people fucking steaks... And let and having people pay you to put Trump on their fucking building, like who am I to fucking judge? Uh, so quite literally, at one point in the uh, in the luncheon, Kanye said that life is a game, and went on to explain, you know, like what what oh. he believes success to be. Well, in that case, Kanye fucking knows what he's doing. He's fucking winning. He's talking to the most powerful man in the fucking world. Yeah, you know, just. You know, <laughs> jerking him off, being like, oh, you're so good, dude. We got to make you look good and we'll look good. Yeah. How is nobody like how is there no one in that room that is just like cracking the fuck up? Like they're just like, how how does this happen? That's because they don't realize it's a game, bro. They're playing into the game. They're playing yeah, they're, into the game that is the game. <laughs> they're getting duped, man. By <laughs> taking it seriously. They're losing. Yeah. You well, got Trump just, and Kanye is winning. It's the chaos magic. It's chaos magic, dude. Go back, listen to our laws episode, chaos magic sigil. Mm-hmm. Tim and I sigil is the cynic empowerment, the CE cloud thing. Yep. So all of you guys, if you want us to be successful, all ten of you that listen, yep. Every time you just need to you take the sigil to every time of your life, you need to think about it, infuse greatness onto it. Every mm-hmm. time you make love to your significant other, all instead of thinking about your significant other or who other else you would rather be having sex with, think <laughs> about our logo, RCE, every time you splooge. And through yep. that greatness, we will become great. And then we can become prolific people winning the game. Uh, if, yeah, I guess that's how it works. That's how it works. Like, you know, okay. like the one guy that was like the rocket scientist that was like using sex magic to make rockets. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, it, uh, Alistair Crowley? What? Who, no. Who's... God damn it. No, this is, damn it. This is basic. Magician? This is basic. Oh, God damn it, Tim. Magic, <laughs> rocket <laughs> scientist. You need to know this shit, Tim, or we're never going to be successful. Well, okay. Well, while you're looking that up, I just want to like, I just want to express how much I hate that people listen to celebrities just because they're famous. Like, why is that the case? I'm sure a lot of you out there agree with this sentiment. They're not experts in in many realms, yet we're going to listen to them simply based on the fact that they found success in right. the entertainment industry uh, or or the like. Ugh. God. So, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So what we, we look at people who are successful in one facet of reality, like you just said, uh, entertainment, right? They've been able to use their cult-like personalities to, uh, you know, uh, leapfrog over other individuals, right? Yeah. And and since they've, you know, they've become successful in, in this specific industry where their entire success is based on being known. The more people that know them, the more powerful they become. Right. right? And so – and by virtue of that, uh, since so many people know them, they'll listen to what they have to say. And so just by saying it, even if like 
you know, a lot of people like us are like, this guy's a fucking, you know, superstar. They don't know shit about politics or whatever. We really shouldn't take them that seriously about this particular issue. Enough people will be like, Kanye said it. <laughs> All yeah. right. He cool. I I had a... I had a conversation once upon a time with someone about this this very subject, and Kanye was actually the the focal point. This was far before uh, he had this luncheon. Synchronicity. Yeah, it, it's almost like it it all has to come to a head. It was all leading to this point. Uh, hey, hell, like next presidential election, maybe we're just gonna elect Kanye. <laughs> yeah, Kanye versus Oprah. Kanye is gonna represent the Republican Party. Oprah is gonna represent. Uh, Democrats and Kanye is going to win. Oh my god! <laughs> it's going to be uh, good, dude. It's going to be, be good. It's going to be good. We're going to have Superman fucking running the dude, Yeah, he's going to wear the make uh, America Kanye again hats. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Like, like instead of like having uh, uh, debates, he's just going to like rap. He's going to what? He's going to rap. What is, and, oh, <laughs> instead of like actually debating, he's just going to rap. And like well, people and are going to be like, I, I can't argue with that. I can't disagree with that. You're just like saying your own lyrics and then he'll just rap again and no one will be able to beat him. He'll be undefeatable. Yeah, I was like, I can't argue this guy because he's not making any sense. It's like, we'll work for Trump. So jiggity, jiggity jump or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, jiggity, jiggity. <laughs> Tim and I are not rappers. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> I've been saving that one up for a while. We never claimed it. <laughs> I always come up with the, uh, the couplets prior to actually having a rap battle just in case the situation's ever going to arise. <laughs> you got to you gotta plan ahead for these kinds of things. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. It, admittedly, this is, a, this is a sad occurrence, and the opioid crisis is not going to get any better out of that meeting. Which is supposedly what that was supposed to be about. <laughs> so uh, as the opioid crisis uh, continues to wax, uh, you know, we're going to try to look on the bright side of this situation. Uh, yeah. What's the silver lining of this meeting? <laughs> silver lining of this meeting? Silver lining of this meeting is that – so just forget about politics. Forget about all the people whose lives are being negatively affected by this administration or otherwise and how filthy rich, you know, Kanye and Trump are uh, by the, uh, the media attentions being given to them with these things. Forget about all that. We should mm -hmm. be looking at these people as prophets. These people are trying to tell us that if we just believe our own bullshit enough, and just go off the rails, just saying whatever insane stuff comes to our brain and just, like, don't back down. You've got to fucking fully commit. You can't just start going off the rails and then going back and trying to be normal because people will just think you're fucking insane. you got to just fully commit to it, make it your entire personality, and that maybe you two can <laughs> use your cult-like personality to become famous and successful. Jesus. Uh, not that you should work towards celebrity dumb just for the fact that you're going to be able to develop a cult of personality. That's bad. Is it? Yeah. Why? It's doing it for the wrong reasons. Like you're supposed to just like work hard and do what you're supposed to do for the sake of it, right? That has never worked for anyone ever. 
It okay. It works to a certain degree. I think I have been the victim of burnout on more than one occasion because I just try to do things for the sake of doing them good, and it it doesn't always work that way. You know, like at a certain point, you're like, I want a little more out of this. Like, can I can I kill two birds with one stone just once? Can I like do the right thing as well as being recognized for doing the right thing? Tim, doing things for the sake of doing things good only works in a meritocracy, which you should know by this point, we do not live in. But, oh, I know. Tim, it's a game. Uh, like jousting? Oh, now I'm sad. <laughs> That's a good segue. So, uh, recently, uh, there was a guy, uh, a, uh, a citizen of Virginia, who took part in uh, the Society of Creative Anachronism, or the SCA, if you will, uh, as a professional jouster. Now, there was this event uh, recently in Williamstown, Kentucky, uh, in which, through a terrible freak accident, ended up jousting himself and dying on the way to the hospital. So there's a lot of things to be sad about here. Uh, First off, it's sad whenever somebody dies because of an unexpected accident, right? Yeah. I think I think that we've all been there as survivors of uh, friends or family members who have found their untimely demise at the results of something that was unexpected. There's just this jarring kind of, uh, you know, almost like a surreal feeling where it's like, oh man, like first you, you think that can't be possible, and, and then you think, oh man, so. I'm never going to get to see that person again. You know, I'm, I, they, they were taken so abruptly. Uh, so first and foremost, that, that really just fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sorry to Peter Barclay and his family. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about jousting though. Yeah. <laughs> and jousting, uh, as a sport, uh, originates in, I guess this like, super uh, macho kind of mentality uh, to see who can charge with their horse the fastest and the strongest. Yeah, right? it's like a game of chicken, except for yeah. you're going to crash no matter what. And you're, yeah, and you're always going to get hit with a big pointy thing. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it seems... Insane. Yeah, it, it's insane by like all levels. Like I'm just trying to think of another uh, fancier way to put it, but yeah, insane. It perfectly surmises. Like, who the fuck came up with that? <laughs> it's like, hey, uh, Arthur. Hey, Arthur. 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 I've got this great idea. Okay, so yeah, what, uh, what we're gonna do? Uh, p- duels are fucking boring. Duels are so fifth century. We're gonna <laughs> kick it up a notch. <laughs> We're going to we're gonna we're gonna get horses involved, and I know what you're thinking. Horses uh, horses like they're you know it's a pain in the ass. So we're not going to do like sword fighting on horses. No 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 no. You can't get close enough. You can't get close enough. It's a pain in the ass. So what we're yeah. going to do is we're going to get these big long fucking pointy sticks. Fucking okay. make them out of metal, right? And we're going to have two dudes on horses, and we're going to take our pointy sticks and just. Fucking go as fast as we can, and whoever gets knocked off the horse is a fucking pussy. <laughs> Damn right. The crowd will love it. I totally agree. Like, I approve of this message. It's done. It's insane. Because, like, lances aren't really used, like, in combat, right? It's, like, specifically for sport, right? Were lances ever really used for, like, fighting dudes? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. they—they they, You could spear the hell out of a guy. Like, okay. 
on ancient like uh like 13th 14th century battlefields yeah, yeah. lances okay. were terrifying because they're, they're basically like strengthened spears right Jesus. so you can't really you can't really break them off uh as long as the knight is like uh like well armored enough yeah. and the horse is in good enough shape mm-hmm. like they're gonna you can't you can't stop a charging knight right it's yeah, just that's fucked like we see them kind of like today is like almost like they're like fantasy caricatures right yeah. but when you think about like your average 14th century battlefield uh and like how most of these guys were like peasants poor fucks yeah they could they could <laughs> put like a burlap sack to like put oh, over their body God. so that they didn't get like scratched too much by their like whatever other kind of armor or weapons they were holding they were so damn rusty they were falling apart and yeah. you have this, like hyper wealthy like oh my god lord that's riding around on a gigantic horse with a huge spear and he just like skewering these motherfuckers right Damn. yeah <laughs> this fucking it's making fucking peasant kebabs everywhere that's right <laughs> so it's terrifying yeah uh, that's that's awful and they okay. would ride each other so i guess the the biggest difference here the the metal lances or the mm-hmm. at least the metal tipped lances yeah. were reserved only for actual combat or okay. in this particular instance with Peter Barclay uh, he was using a metal tipped lance wow. uh, in order to catch rings he was he was doing it as like an entertainment kind of spectacle so thing. it had to be tipped so he could get the rings I guess I don't know why you couldn't have just put like a flimsy ass dildo on the end or something you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but cool. instead, you know, he, he goes for the ring. It gets ended up getting stuck in the ground or something to that degree. And the thing flips around and it goes right into his chest. Right. Jesus Christ. So big pointy metal thing. It's going to puncture your armor, especially if uh, you're wearing like a, like a much thinner gauge material, yeah. uh, which you probably would be because you're not actually fighting people. It's really for show yeah, at that point. Right. Like what's the point in wearing heavy, heavy armor if you're not <laughs> expecting to get any impact. Right. Uh, and <sighs> even if you are like in modern day jousting circles or, you know, like sport combat, you know, you, you kind of like you match your equipment to what you're doing. So the lances that they're using are supposed to break. Like they're, they're, they're supposed they're to wooden or whatever. Right? Way. I, I don't know if they're all wooden, if that's particularly safe. I guess you could use like a, a type of wood that's that wouldn't splinter very much because that mm-hmm. still seems really dangerous, mm-hmm. um, especially if you have like a bunch of spectators. <laughs> yeah. You know, like splinters and like flies off and, you know, hits a child in their ear hole or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's gonna be terrible. It's like, oh, daddy, I wanna I wanna be a jouster when I grow up. <laughs> you know, like, just, <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. So, why do people do this? Because they're fucking passionate, bro. They have fucking you you, you fuck you, Tim. You fucking take metal <laughs> swords and bricks to the fucking face. I don't think we talked about this, but I went and visited. Tim, and for whatever reason, we just, like, never brought it up on any episodes. I guess we were too busy thinking about how sad we were. We talked uh, about I, you coming to visit. Yeah. Okay, no, but we didn't talk about you taking a brick to the fucking face. No. Tim took a brick to the face, y'all. I was wearing protective gear. Yeah, but you still took a brick to the face. And like, I only talk a little slower now. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I think the same reason you took a brick to the face is the same reason this guy jousts fucking rings, right? 
Well, because you felt compelled because you were wearing somebody else's armor and you didn't want them to take the armor away so that you couldn't play the game anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Yep, totally makes sense. Uh... <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> there's yeah, like some there's like, some dude like smoking cigars. It's like, eh, you go out there, you fucking get them rings, or I'm taking your armor back to the pawn shop. <laughs> <laughs> There's some pawn shop out there that just has a bunch of medieval gear. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, it's not in a museum. It's in a pawn shop. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just one of those things, I guess. Like in, you know, somewhere mixed in between that fantastic, passionate display and the dangerous spectacle that it is, because that's one of the things that makes it so entertaining, mm-hmm. you're going to have some accidents. You know, People are ultimately going to get hurt. Yeah. Uh, people are going to get speared with lances, hit in the head with bricks, what have you. <sighs> and yeah. I hope everybody respects that. Um, so what's the silver lining of this one, Jimmy? What do you think? The silver lining is, you know, it's very sad that this individual died doing something that he uh loved and enjoyed but at the same time it's kind of sort of a badass way to go you know most people die of like a heart attack or liver failure or their kidney shut down but this dude died from a lance and who can really say that yeah i I mean that's 2018 it was an unnecessary death but you know well there there are certainly worse ways to go are there yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I I don't I don't really want that to be my my lasting impression of the story. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think it. I think if anything, uh, his death brings more attention to just how much sacrifice some of these guys make in order to, you know, relive these historical events. Yeah, uh, and maybe it brings to light. Uh, how dangerous these things were back in the day. You know, it, it actually gives us a historical perspective. Wait, so you're saying his death will give us a greater appreciation for the sport? Absolutely. Well, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to sound, uh, you know, like, uh, like I'm, I'm being heartless, but I mean, like, hey, it's dangerous. A lot of people don't really understand just how dangerous someone is jousting or, or giving them a spectacle in these days where everything is, is padded and. Yeah. You know, supposedly so safe. You know, somebody's catching some rings on a lance one minute, and the next they're being rushed to the hospital because they jousted themselves. Yeah, you know, that's fair. Uh, maybe it'll wake people up a little bit. You know, showing that everything's not not as not as safe as they think. Wake up, life's a game, bro. Yeah, life's a game. Yeah, don't just be a man, be Superman. Uh, so not, not, uh, I don't necessarily want to talk about this for a long time, but the guy that I was referencing that was using sex magic in order to fuel his rocket engineering was this guy named Jack Parsons. He was born 1914. Uh, he died 1952, apparently due to an explosion. And, but he was using sex magic to try, I think it's also like doing a lot of cocaine and other interesting things, uh, <laughs> to try to uh, help him m- make rocket science happen. And so I think there's even like a TV show out now about him, but it's probably, you know, lowest common denominator trying to make it as entertaining as possible for the viewing public. But I think just his Wikipedia article itself is pretty entertaining and interesting for anyone interested. 
in the individual, Jack Parsons. He was a, a Telemic. You ever heard of, of, of Thalima? Thalima, not to be confused with, I don't know, some Greek lady? I... Well, it's a ancient or coined Greek word for will, uh, and it's uh, regarded as a religion uh, in uh, Western esotericism. That, that tells me everything and nothing, mostly nothing. Well, you know Aleister Crowley? Yeah. He was, he was a telemic. Okay, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, he was all about the sex magic, too. Yeah. I think yeah. he was... Yeah, he was, uh, he was the developer, so... Wait, he made sex magic? He, he made uh, Delima. He made Delima. Wait. Yeah. Do what thou fuck? wilt, for that is the whole of the law. Aleister Crowley's kind of a piece of shit, but uh, yeah, you was. all should still uh, do sex magic for us and make us powerful. Yeah, we don't let that uh, dissuade you from engaging yeah. in sex magic for us. Yeah, still appreciate it. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, Thank you. and if you're engaging in sex magic for us, make sure to send us a message on Facebook at Syndicate Parameter and email and let us know how it's working out for you. Wait, so tell me more about this guy, this, this Parsons dude. Like, what what what's so sad about this? What's sad about this? Uh oh. I don't know about sad. I think it's very exciting. You got this dude fucking doing cocaine, like, yeah. off of, I don't know, hookers' nipples and having sex, just being like, oh, make me a rocket scientist! Oh! <laughs> and I don't know. Oh, and then he, he died. He lived during the Great Depression, yeah. so that's that's something to be sad about. Uh, let's see. He was working with a bunch of groups in order to develop... Uh, you know, rocket science technologies. Yeah. Uh, had a little bit of involvement with Marxism, you know, as a yeah. lot of people in the in the late 30s and early 40s did. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just think yeah, it, he just it, seems like a success story to me. I don't it, know. Yeah. yeah, no, he's just really interesting. It wasn't much really sad. It's just we brought up sex magic and it made me think of this dude. And uh, I don't know. We should give this guy more time in a future episode because I think there's some interesting things about him. It's just interesting to me because most of the time when you think about someone that's smart enough to be able to do rocket science, you don't usually also think about them doing things like the occult, right? You'd think they're, as a man of science that he would have no business with the occult and giving two fucks about it. But Irregardless, he did engage with it, so that dichotomy I always find interesting in individuals that are both uh, very uh, scientifically minded and successful in that field, Dude. while also uh, pursuing, I don't know, occult knowledge or he's, things of the spiritual. He's 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 Faust. It's just Doctor Faustus. What? Uh, Doctor Faustus, the 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 uh, go to. Uh, let's see. Faust. Gert. Have you heard, you've heard of the term Faustian, right? Wait, isn't, I thought Faust, isn't that like the, the farmer and then there's the devil and he's like, you farmer, you're going to get me a potato and he's tempted by the, I don't know. Man. Well, there were, there were different parts. Um, let's see. Um, Ah, and I'm talking about the one that featured Heinrich Faust, who was a scholar. Okay. And of course, uh, engages in the uh, into the, the this unholy vow with Mephistopheles. 
who, yes. who later reveals himself to be the devil. Yes. So, yeah, it's this guy, Parsons. You know, like he's a scholar. He studied right. Stanford. It's during the Great Depression, so he doesn't necessarily have the funds to continue his education, but the guy's a genius, right? Like he's right. definitely making some contributions to rocket science, which yeah. is stereotypically and most commonly referred to when something is incredibly difficult. But it's not brain so. surgery. <laughs> Brain surgery, rocket science, I don't know. I think it's debatable on which one is more difficult. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sure that they both have uh, their their own difficulties associated with them. Whatever. Uh, but you get what I'm saying. Like, he's making a deal with the devil. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They fucking blow him up. Yeah. That's what it is. I bet the, the devil was like, hey, uh, you know, I don't really have anything to help you, but have you tried coke before? Yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, I don't really know yeah, shit about fucking, you know, rockets know, rocket or science. Yeah. any of that. Like, that's not really my forte. I'm more of like a sodomizing, you know, demon kind of pitchfork kind of guy. Yep. Uh, but I hear this Coke shit can really get your brain juices going if that's what you're into. Oh, yeah. I'll do it. Let's give it a shot. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. and, then, and then he dies at like 37 so you know i guess you know he traded his soul for like a really short successful life yeah well and once again much like the jouster who are we to judge well he wasn't the jouster wasn't young uh <laughs> fuck you this well, is I mean, my analogies one time tim he was one goddamn time i was kidding he was 53 years old i mean that's pretty young nowadays yeah, and he he had uh, apparently his entire family is like, like involved in in SCA stuff. Like this this Parsons dude, he lived to be thirty seven, nineteen fifty two. I feel like thirty seven and nineteen fifty two is like the fifty three of twenty eighteen, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's it. Seems to be comparable, especially if you like you live through uh, the Great Depression and yeah. like cocaine abuse. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That'll, that'll definitely uh, shave a couple of years off. Mm. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Uh, so yeah, I still fail to see what's sad about this guy. <laughs> I, I didn't. I was. I wasn't. I was just making a fucking cultural reference. Okay. And cultural just, reference. I don't know why I'm yelling so much. Our so, listeners are trying to. Intake as much negativity as possible by listening to our podcast, Jimmy. And I believe. That's why they stay? What? You think that's why they stay? I, I think I think they stay because of our charisma. You know, I, I think they just love hearing our voice. Thank you, listener, for listening to our voice. You keyword listener, <laughs> all one of you. Keyword listener, one person. You one person that's listening. I love you, and. I hope that you stick around. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so speaking of other Wikipedia articles, how about this Marvin Heemeyer? He Meyer. Yeah. Heem? He- Is it Heemeyer? It's he- terrible. Heemeyer. 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 So he has a ridiculously hard to pronounce last name, which is why he became a murdering psychopath. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he's Did he a, actually kill uh, anybody? Uh, I don't think he killed anybody. I think he just destroyed buildings. Wait, you serious? I, I'm, I he think didn't kill so. anybody with that thing? I, I don't think he actually killed anybody. 
No. Um, he killed buildings. There must have been people in the buildings. Not necessarily. Kill, bulldozers move quite slow, so I think people were able to get out of them and run away when they saw the bulldozer coming. Yeah. That's. I, I don't like, see like any death count on here, which is how we measure, you know, most murderous success these days, right? There's no. I don't see anywhere on here that says like, and this many people. All it says is thirteen buildings destroyed. I don't see anywhere on here that it says anyone died. Yeah, I guess he didn't. Yeah, he's the most. He's, oh, he's, only yeah, only Hemeyer died in the event. Yeah, he's not the. He's not the uh, murderous bull killdozer we wanted. He's the murderous killdozer we deserved. That's right. I no one was that. hurt, just buildings and himself. And I think that's that alone. I wish more people would do. Well, okay. So let's let's give everybody the rundown here. So uh, Marvin Hemeyer uh, was uh, a welder and automobile muffler repair shop owner. Mm -hmm. uh, he had a little bit of an altercation with uh, uh, some some zoning disputes, mm -hmm. uh, which he blamed uh, particularly on the wife of the mayor, I believe it was, uh, who wrote some negative editorials in regards to him after he wanted to build uh, a, a separate road that would lead to his muffler repair shop. Uh, and when they denied him of that and when all this libel went out, the dude went fucking nuts. Uh, and because he happened to be a welder, <laughs> he yeah. knew how to build some stuff. So he ended up building the Killdozer, which I encourage everybody to go look up. It's yeah, absolutely cool. fantastic. Like this thing was an impenetrable mass of destructive awesomeness. Yeah, it was armor plating and concrete all layered on top of a fucking – bulldozer yeah it's it consisted of 5,000 psi quickcrete sandwiched between sheets of tool steel which he he put all over this uh komatsu d3 355a bulldozer uh, mm -hmm. in uh, granby colorado uh it was completely impervious to small arms and resistant to explosives so they tried to stop it uh with uh three external explosions and more than 200 rounds of ammunition, and it had no effect. Yeah. So this guy knew what he was doing. Like, if he was, instead of being a welder and a muffler, uh, you know, a muffler repair shop owner, he had been like a composite armor designer for the military. Perhaps oh, have fewer deaths in relation to, uh, you know, RPG attacks and whatnot. That's fair. Yeah, this guy was all about it. Um, so he had all kinds of stuff inside this bulldozer. He had a couple of video cameras and monitors. Uh, he had uh, – there was <laughs> – the cameras were protected by three-inch shields uh, uh, of bulletproof plastic. <laughs> so I guess he really wanted to make sure that everybody could see what happened after he finished his rampage. Yeah. He used it to demolish the town hall, which he blamed yep. for the zoning disputes, along with the former mayor's house and other buildings. Yep. Uh, like, you ruined my life! Now I will destroy everything you love! Like, yeah. he's like, he's like the the perfect, like, supervillain, right? It's like the kind of shit you would expect Batman to have to, like, come and save everybody from. Yeah, the, the uh, villain at the end of The Incredibles 1 and the beginning of Incredibles 2, the Underminer. Oh, yeah. That's this guy. 
as is yeah yeah, yeah he's, he's just going around taking out buildings uh so june 4th 2004 is when all this went down uh he drove the bulldozer through the wall of his former businesses <laughs> the concrete plant the town hall the office of the local newspaper like, that editorialized against him and the home of the former mayor's widow uh, nice god so good yeah yep. like i'm Seven million dollars worth of damage. Pretty great. <laughs> so great. And like, uh, yeah, I don't know how much money. Like, so like this dude was fined twenty five hundred dollars for some things. I don't know what else he was fined. I don't know. Not much. <laughs> Obviously, he was upset enough to make him go to a pretty long lengths. <laughs> yeah. Just oh my god. And I'm I'm just like, and I th- I mean I think if people were killed, I I think I would commend this person left. But the fact that like. No one was harmed and only buildings of people that, you know, air quotes ruined his life were destroyed. I I find it a very endearing uh, story. Wow. Okay, so this is, this is pretty fantastic. One officer dropped a flashbang grenade down the bulldozer's exhaust pipe with no immediate apparent effect. So there's a possibility that during this rampage, Somebody had the balls to run up to this thing. Jesus Christ. Drop a flashbang in. It it said it had no immediate apparent effect, but I bet this guy would just like flashbang blasted. Like he was just like yeah. <laughs> And he's like in there stuck. Like he's just got his like foot mashed against the gas. Like, I don't care where I'm going now. I can't see anything. Like I'm 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 blind. I'm deaf. Also, if you guys are interested, you look up uh, Killdozer on uh, YouTube. You can find footage of it rolling around, demolishing buildings, which is a good time if you're ever like thinking about, you know, demolishing your boss's house. Just watch Hemeyer do it for you, and maybe it'll make you feel a little better. That's right. Oh man, this this is pretty great too. Under Sheriff Glenn Trainer climbed the top of the bulldozer and rode the bulldozer. Quote. Like a bronc buster trying to figure out a way to get a bullet inside the dragon. However, he was eventually forced to jump off to avoid being hit with debris. <laughs> yeah, I think he might have loaded himself in. I'm not entirely sure. Mm. Yeah, this is this is great. I, I certainly hope that he was no longer the undersheriff after that event. The guy who jumped on top? Yeah, I hope that he was at least uh, promoted. Uh, promoted to sheriff. <laughs> Sheriff of the entire state of, or was this, was this Colorado? It's Colorado. Yeah. Colorado. He just should have been nominated to sheriff of the state of Colorado. Mm-hmm. That's how that works, right? Yep. yep. It's a little bit better than an undersheriff, at least. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, the fate of the bulldozer. What happened to it? Oh, they just they dismantled it, dispersed individual pieces to many separate scrapyards to prevent souvenir taking. That's lame. Yeah, that's pretty lame. Like, put that shit in a fucking museum. Like, charge people five Ooh. bucks to like come and look at the killdozer. Let let your like children like go inside the killdozer and be like, and this is where the man shot himself in the head. You know, take a picture there. Uh, yeah. spread some rumors that you know every once in a while people take a picture and they see like a ghost in the background of Mr. Hemeyer make shit tons of money like that's what you fucking do you don't scrap that fucking shit that's like a tourist attraction hell yeah it's 7 million dollars that he caused I bet that that was just a long con yeah. I bet that they were going to try to make a lot more money off of that and they ultimately could have if they had just turned it into an attraction exactly fucking idiots man idiots 
That was that was a ruin. That was an opportunity that Granby missed out on. Yeah. Should have capitalized on that one. Tell you what. What is the uh, what's the silver lining of this one? It's hmm? one giant How silver about- lining. It's just it's nothing. There's nothing sad about it. Except for that's right. Ex- it's just a big old success story. Except for the fact that one of the greatest engineers <laughs> yeah. of our time ended up taking their own life. Exactly. Because of some dick bags that wouldn't let him build a fucking road. Yep. To his store because yeah. Yep. That's it. That's all right. I got. It's like, it didn't even sound like it was that bad. Ah, oh, so. Silver lining here being. Don't uh, piss off uh, your welder slash muffler repair man. Because he yeah, knows a thing or two about screw. concrete. Yeah, just you just remember everybody out there that's trying to fuck over these guys. Yeah. Uh, they could take revenge in some pretty Ex- creative exactly. ways. You can only shit on the working man so much before he's going to take his revenge. Because here's like the thing. Like with mass shootings and stuff like that, a lot of those people are just Marvin John Hemeyers, right? But they take out their aggression on the wrong people. Like most of those mass murderers, like they're so upset with their fucking lives because they got a $2,500 fine for no fucking reason. And their life's like gone to shit. And I'm not, you know, saying they should go and like mass murder a bunch of people. I'm saying that's fucking awful. But John uh, Marvin Hemeyer, like he's a fucking hero because he had the same, you know, shitty bullshit happen to him. But he realized who caused his pain, right? Town Hall caused his pain. The mayor caused his pain. And instead of just going to a fucking McDonald's and killing a bunch of random fucking people, he made a goddamn killdozer and went and yep. took his problems to the people that made his life hell. So all you fucking mass murderers out there, take a note from Marvin John Hemeyer, yep. you know, and, and take your aggression out on these buildings of the people that made your life hell. Don't kill a bunch of people at a fucking concert or whatever. Like, that's that's ill-addressed fucking blame right that's that's a waste don't do that you know those people have lives they have feelings like you you've been wrong don't wrong them wrong the people that fucked you over yeah go be go be a a disestablishment person and just fucking disestablished in the most creative way possible it's fucking great yeah yeah man so i don't kill those Imagine what his like his inner monologue was while he was building that thing. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, it must have been great. Uh, uh, he's just like whistling. I've been working on the railroad. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> he's just happy as can be. Yeah. His his family's like, man, I have never seen Hemeyer that excited. <laughs> he's he's working on something big. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, grumble, grumble. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show them. Oh, Take up. Fucking town hall. At least, you know, he's got the he's got the action to go with the words, right? Yeah. He's not one of those guys that's gonna have all bark and no bite. Yep. He's he gonna show him. Yeah, actually. You know? Puts his money yeah. where his mouth is, that's for certain. That's right. Put his killdozer where their city hall is. <laughs> got <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Very cool. Um Yep. yep. <laughs> I don't know what uh, else to say. Yeah. Yep. Well, this has been a fantastic episode. I, I, I tell you what, Jimmy, I think it's about time to, to talk about things that are making us sad. Making us sad. As if we haven't already this entire episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, it's getting cold outside. So yeah. uh, I don't know if that's something to really be sad about, but you could think of all of those homeless people out there that don't have a warm house to sleep in. Yeah. That makes me feel much better. 
Yep. That's pretty shitty. And that should make you sad. Uh, I know that whenever I drive into the district, you know, I I live in the DMV and whenever I drive into the district, there's a lot of homeless people there. And I guarantee that they're going to be crowding around some of the, some of the fucking exhaust vents tonight. Yeah. It's chilling. Yeah. It's super unfortunate. Um, I guess it's a good Mm -hmm. time to recognize the things that we do have and, you know, maybe consider, I don't know, money to homeless shelters for blankets and all that jazz. Yep. Uh, I guess what's making me sad is that I don't have enough money for cocaine to, you know, perform my sex magic rituals. And I also don't have enough money for a kill dozer. So those two things make me sad. I also don't have enough money for, you know, an armor kit so I can go become a jouster. So... Yeah. Well, you know what? With with uh, with any type of progress, there requires great risk, and sometimes it's monetary in nature. Yeah. So, if you ever want to demolish a building, you're going to have to invest in some killdozer right. supplies. Right. You have to start out early. You know, make sure to diverse your investments. Make sure to you know have a mixed portfolio mm-hmm. of stocks, so that way eventually you can and quick, quick. you can sell those stocks uh, in order to. Uh, acquire the funds to purchase a killdozer. Um, yeah. Well, or at least, you know, maybe not in a hole. You know, you could develop it piecemeal. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A little bit little bit at a time. I got my killdozer one piece at a time, and it didn't cause me a dime. Uh, a little Johnny Cash for you, God y'all. damn it. Uh, yep. <laughs> what else? What else is said? Uh... You know, it's in our uh, society of in, of uh, super celebrities uh, like Trump and Kanye. Uh, it can be easy to uh, compare ourselves to the success of others uh, mm-hmm. and feel as if we're not, you know, living up to some kind of bar of success because we're not infamously. Uh, wealthy or renowned um but you know it, it's also important to recognize i guess in myself that there's consequences with being a celebrity due to lack of uh privacy and etc and just because your money it have the monies doesn't necessarily make you happy that make you happy yeah that's right. It, the the grass is always greener, right? And we all want to be recognized for our hard work. Uh, we all want people to uh, know our names and at the very least respect us. Mm-hmm. So I think that uh, uh, although celebrity dumb is something that is coveted by many, it really shouldn't be to the degree that it is, especially not where it allows those individuals to be able to make outrageous claims or circumvent responsibilities that us normal folks have to live up to every single day. So, uh, yeah, it, different, there have been different opportunities for all kinds of folks and whether or not you're a celebrity doesn't mean that you are living your life any better or worse than those people that are. So exactly. Yeah. Just by, just by having enough money, to listen to this podcast probably means you're doing better than most of the people living on this planet. So, uh, you know, hats off to yeah. you. Pat yourself on the back. You're doing great. That's right. 
That's right. Uh, I think you're doing great just by listening to this podcast. You guys are so intelligent. Yeah, yeah. You have to. Yeah, you have to be podcast. very, very bright to uh, keep up with the random bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's about uh, yeah, something like that, Jimmy. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm sad about. No. All right. Um, well. If uh, if y'all are interested in finding out a little bit more about Cynic Empower, Cynic Empowerment, checking out some of our previous episodes, mm-hmm. uh, you can find us in several locations. Where all can they find us at? Jimmy? All right, for listening enjoyment, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. If you want to reach out to us and suggest us a topic for a future episode, you can do that by either sending us an email via uh, at uh, cynic empowerment at gmail.com or you can like us on facebook at cynic empowerment where you can message us there and we are always open to topics and we also love feedback so make sure to do that except for you evan yeah fuck you evan you fucking yeah. piece of shit telling us we suck right. butts we don't want any more of that, yeah. you dick. But what? A, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> for everybody else out there, thank you so much for your support. <laughs> we hope keep it coming. Uh, and you know what? And you need to just keep your head up. Yeah. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Keep your head up <laughs> while performing your sex magic rituals to make us more powerful. We need as much of your Kama Sutra sex magic power. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. (laughs) In advance.